Are you ready to die? It's a crazy question, right? Something that we do need to ask ourselves constantly. Are we ready for death? And I asked this question today, and I want to bring this to our minds and to our hearts today, because this gospel that we just heard from the Gospel of John, in the Chaldean Church, this is the gospel that is used most commonly at our funerals. You know, when we have a funeral, this is the most common gospel that's chosen by priests to be read at the funeral, where Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You know, I am going to my father. There are many rooms in my father's house, and I go to prepare a place for you. And so that question for us is, are we ready to die? Yes, it can seem dark and it can seem bleak, but it's a question that we have to really ask. It's a question we have to ponder constantly and something that we need to, to really think about and really bring to the Lord. And I think the way we know we're ready to die is if we have our priorities straight. If we know what really matters in this life, if we know what our purpose actually is in this life, then yes, we're ready to die. Yes, we're ready to see Jesus. Yes, we're ready to meet him. But if we don't have our purpose down, if we don't live for what really matters, then we will be never, we'll never be ready to face death. You know, there is a great story that I read recently about Alexander the Great. So Alexander the Great was one of the greatest kings to ever live because he had so much success in his life. At the age of 32, he had conquered most of the world and he had attained so much wealth and, and so much fame and success in his life just at the age of 32. So after one of his battles, he was on his way home and he fell severely ill when he was coming home to the point where he ended up on his deathbed. And so on his deathbed, he gathered all of his generals, all the people, all the generals that he trusted most, and he gave them his last three wishes that he wanted them to carry out at his funeral. And so he said to them, first, I want my casket to be carried by my best doctors. He said, two, on the way to my grave at the cemetery, I want you to pave the ground of the, of the way to, to the grave with all gold and silver. All my gold and silver, I want you to put that on the ground towards my grave. And he said, three, when you are carrying my casket, he said, I want my hands to be out and to be empty for everybody to see. Those were his three wishes. And so one of the generals kissed his hand and he said, please tell us what you mean by these three wishes. And he said, the first, I want my best doctors to carry my casket because I want everybody to know that the best doctors in the world couldn't heal me. He said, two, I want the path to my grave to be with my gold and silver because I want people to know that all the wealth that I acquired in this world stays here on earth. And three, he said, I want my hands to be out of my casket empty because I want people to see that I came into this world empty-handed and I leave empty-handed. What really matters in our life? What's our true purpose? As a priest, I've really been privileged to walk with people on their way to death. And it's a very privileged thing to, to be able to do as a priest because people welcome you into their life at the most darkest time 
And as a priest, you are this light, you are this kind of peace, you are this joy to this family in the midst of their suffering. And I've been able to see people who are on their way to death who are in their 90s. I've been able to sit with people who are in their 60s. And I've been able to sit with people who are dying when they're 20 and 30. And the one thing that I see in common with all these people who are on their way to meet God, to go face to face with God, is they're all sitting on the same bed and they have literally nothing. When we face God, when we come face to face with Him, He's not going to ask what your GPA was, okay? He's not going to look at what degrees you had. He's not going to look at what certifications you took after you got your degree. God is not going to look at what was in your bank account. God is not going to to worry about any of those things. The only thing he wants to know is, did you love me? Did you love me? Did you follow me with all of your heart? Did you commit yourself to me? That's what he's going to ask. When we come face to face with him, your degree is not going to get you into heaven. Your accounts will not get you into heaven. What gets us into the heavenly kingdom is the way we've loved, the way we've served, the way we've given our life to God and to others. That is our treasure. That's our reward. That's what matters in this life. That story from Alexander the Great is so important for us to really ponder. And we need to ponder that. Because as Chaldeans, we are a beautiful community, right? God has blessed us so much as Chaldeans. We're a successful people. We're beautiful. You know, God has graced us with so many gifts and talents. And we can bring all those things to the Lord. But the only thing that matters to Him is our faith. How we actually believed. How we actually loved Him. Isaiah, in this first reading, God tells Isaiah... He says, those who have kept my covenant, those who have stopped their hands from doing evil, those are the ones that I will bless in my house. Those are the ones that I will build a monument. Those are the ones that I will give a name to. And those are the ones that will have joy in my house. You see, we have a temporary outlook in life because we're constantly seeking the temporary, especially the temporary pleasures the temporary of this life. And until I live completely for Jesus, He is eternal. He is everlasting. He is amazing. He is good. He is the one we need to be living for. And we worry about so many things in this world, and that's why Jesus says today in the Gospel, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Think about how much we worry about today. Especially if you're in college and this is finals week, God bless you, okay? I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But God is not going to ask what you got in your anatomy class, okay? We need to be careful of what we allow to weigh on our heart. Because the only thing that should be wearing there, the only thing that should be holding us down is, how am I loving him? How am I living for him? That's what I should be worrying about and nothing else. That's what I should be placing my mind and my heart on, is Him and Him alone. Because as a priest, when I've seen people on that deathbed, 
The ones who are at peace, the ones who are ready to face God, are the ones who love Him, the ones who know Him, the ones who in their life have loved Him and known Him and are ready to see Him. Are you ready to see Him? Are you ready to meet Him? You know, when I was a teenager, the first concert I ever went to, and I'm ashamed to say this is a Kid Cudi concert, okay? <laughs> and horrible concert, by the way. They were, everybody was smoking weed. It was crazy, okay? But in this concert, there was a song that Kid Cudi had that was, Live Like You're Dying. And this song, even though it was written by probably someone who worships Satan, this song really taught me something. I need to live every single day like it's my last day. I need to live every single day as if I am going to meet Jesus now. As if I'm going to stand in front of him now. I need to be ready for that. I need to prepare myself for that. Because Jesus says in the gospel, I go to prepare a place for you so that you can be with me. St. Paul says God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless. God did not create the world. God did not create us so that hell could be filled with souls. God created us for heaven. God created us for his kingdom. And we need to stop living for just the rewards of this world, the pleasures of the world, and start living for the rewards of his kingdom, which are everlasting which are eternal, and they don't compare to the simple pleasures of this life. But that's what we're so tempted to live for, is just the pleasure of now, when we need to be living for the pleasure of tomorrow, the pleasure of His kingdom. That's what we need. My brothers and sisters, the best way in order to do this is to cut off sin. I love saying this, and it's a little controversial, especially if you love Seven Mile, okay? But if your closet looks like Somerset and your soul looks like Seven Mile, you got a problem, okay? If our exterior looks better than our interior, then we have a problem. If we're constantly looking good towards others outwardly, but inside our soul and our heart is dead and God does not reside there, we need to let him in. We need to welcome him and we need to cut off sin in order to live for him and to live for heaven. The best prayer I think we can pray is, Lord, help me to live with my eyes and my heart in heaven. Help me to live with my eyes and my heart in heaven. Yes, I'm here on earth, but my eyes and my heart, I want them to be in your kingdom right now so that I can be prepared to see you. And so whatever we need to do in order to not allow our hearts to be troubled, let's give that to the Lord in this Mass, and let's live for his heavenly kingdom here and now, so that when we face him, we can hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and enter into your Master's joy. Amen.